up next on Inside the SCCA, not simulators, but driver training tools. My guest on this episode of Inside the SCCA is the co-founder and CEO of Spark Virtual Racing, Matt McGivern. Matt, how are you, sir? Brian, I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. Welcome to the show. Um, for those of you who have watched the podcast for a while, you know that uh, we've uh, we've talked about uh, Matt and his simulators a couple of times, and uh, uh, we've worked with them on several different projects, and it uh, I really uh, have been looking forward to doing this podcast for a while, Matt. Agreed. It's been too long since we caught up, and it's always fun to uh, speak with you. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, uh, first of all, you know, we, we all have these perceptions about simulators. I do iRacing. I've done a bunch of I've done the Rolex 24 and mm-hmm. the Daytona uh, I'm, uh, and the, the Sebring 12 hour. Um, you know, I get in my little man cave and I, I, <laughs> I act like I'm, you know, Pippo Durante or, or you know, Elio Castro Neves. Um, and, and I love it. I have a good time with it. And uh, I do everything from that kind of stuff to doing some, you know, Formula V and, and spec Miatas as on our SCCA race courses and all that kind of stuff. Um, but what you guys do with Sims is a whole lot different than me strapping a, 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 a wheel on my desk and pedals under my desk, right? A little bit different? It's a bit different. I don't want to say it's that different, but, uh, but yeah, you're right. <laughs> so tell us a little bit about your your sims let's start with that certainly so for us at spark we focus on every simulator being a proper training tool for drivers we know that simulators have been around for a very long time and in some ways they are a trusted tool in some ways people have never gotten to try a a proper high-end training simulator and so Simulators often have a bad name. People have tested all different ones and you hear, oh, I can't keep the car on track. I can't feel the car. I'm constantly spinning on turn one. And our philosophy as a company is that every simulator should be training level. And with our background in aeronautical engineering and hydrodynamics, it allows us to take a wait, physics-based... Wait, so hold on, hold on. <laughs> you, 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 you just exceeded my level of, of knowledge, okay? When you say hydrodynamics, aeronautical engineering. I mean, it's just a thing with a computer and a couple of, it's like a a fancy mouse, right? That is one of the hurdles of the industry (laughs) that we see at this point. And I will, I will quote a a friend of mine who's also a very famous race coach that the, the biggest problem in the simulator industry is poor tuning. And to your point earlier about grabbing a wheel, grabbing a set of pedals and plugging it all together, that can get you into a piece of racing software to drive. It is the tuning. And when I say those long words like aeronautical engineering, it's that level of expertise that can take high-end hardware and make it cohesive enough to be a training level simulator. I'm speaking on behalf there of my business partner, Joe. I get to run the business side and do what I love. And Joe is one of the smartest engineers I've ever met. His understanding of physics and what looks like math to him is not what looks like math to you and me. No, no. And what that means is we can dive in and take, like I mentioned, a physics-based approach to the simulators 
And it really is about the tuning. It's about the configuration. It's about the custom force feedback, the pedal calibration, making sure everything is working beautifully such that when you sit down, what you are doing in the simulator properly translates to on-track driving. So so the, the friend you're talking about is, is a friend of mine as well. And um, we 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 talked you and I back uh, back before the runoffs about putting a video together so that uh, we could kind of promo the runoffs and promo the SCCA virtual runoffs. And we had a couple of ideas and I don't know whose idea it was. I, I, I'd love to take credit, but I'm not exactly sure it was my idea. <laughs> um, but I said, we need to bring in a guy or a gal who's a top level driver to be part of this video. And um, and I had done um, uh, some work with this guy in the past, way in my past, um, when he was when he was when he was driving in IMSA. And I had gotten to do some stuff with him for the podcast as well. And and I'm not sure which one of the group of us that talked about this stuff came up with the name, uh, but the name did come up. And and whether it was my idea or not, I, I thought it was a fantastic idea. And uh, we we reached out to. To Dion von Mulkey. And and I thought he would be a great guy because of all the stuff he's done and what he was doing to get into your sim to be part of this video. And um, um, Dion's reaction was interesting to me um, in that he he wasn't all automatically all in on this idea because he's he, he was not a guy who was a big fan of of Sims, right? Yes, that is spot on. And feel free to take credit for pulling Dion to the table. <laughs> Before that situation, I had heard the name Dion Von Mulkey. I didn't know him at this point. He's a friend of mine like he's a friend of yours. Right. I think we can give a shout out to our friend Dan Dennehy Rodriguez at SCCA. Yeah, we'll give him he a little mentioned, credit too. Yeah, we'll give Dan some credit. <laughs> he mentioned that Dion is fantastic as well. Yeah. Not only is he a top driver with unbelievable credentials, but... He's well-spoken. He's able to articulate what's happening. And as we saw when we filmed the video, what he was doing as far as analyzing the experience while driving at high speed, most people can't do that. It's, not, it's, right. it's very, very difficult to do. Oftentimes when somebody's driving in the simulator, we ask them one question and they're, they're through the next turn because we take their focus away. So right. pulling Dion to the table was amazing. And to your point, you're right. Dion is pretty famously or has been anti-simulator and a lot of his clients at blaze their his one-on-one -on -one coaching platform an unbelievably cool business they know that and right. so in talking to dion ahead of time and in talking to him about flying up to connecticut we flew him up here to film a video or we hoped to film a video but it was not a foregone conclusion ahead of time that dion was going to sit down enjoy the experience and endorse the simulators it was a risk we took we felt confident in what we've built and the prior feedback we've gotten from drivers but it was a bit of a waiting game to get dion up here and see if he enjoyed the experience and we're happy to say that he ended up endorsing and and saying okay i get it i've never used an at-home simulator that was training level this to me is a driver training tool that you can have at your house exactly exactly um and and we we worked on that video together and you could see and that's why honestly um, you know, the, the title of the podcast is changing a pro's mind about simulators. Um, because I think, I think we, uh, I think we pretty squarely did that, um, with, <laughs> with this whole thing. So before we get, we, we've got a video to show of Dion in the simulator. It's a really cool four minutes 
And it does a great job of showing what it is we're talking about. Before we get to that, though, um, I think it's we want to get to this idea. You've got two bottles that you sell. Um, they're both fantastic. If anybody was at the runoffs, you, you saw both models at the runoffs, and you're able to sit in them. And we're going to talk about one guy in particular who really spent a lot of time in your runoffs at the sim. Uh, that is another great story because um, that's what we do here. We tell stories. Um, and hopefully they're good ones. Um, but uh, we're going to talk about that also. But uh, you've got two models. Tell us real quickly about those two so people understand what it is we're about to show because this is, this is, this is legit stuff we're talking about. It is. And I, I realize it's been too long since we've caught up because since you and I spoke, we've slotted a third model a into third? the middle. And I'll, I'll give a quick rundown. And okay. as you'll see in the video, we have our flagship full motion, fully loaded simulator with triple screens, all the bells and whistles, H pattern shifter, high end pedals. And we often hear that motion simulators aren't necessary. And I think you and I might be able to talk about this a little bit later on. And, you know, we'll get to the video promptly. But it's about our philosophy on motion tuning and communicating as quickly as possible and realistically as possible what the driver needs to experience. And that's when you have Dion driving and saying, actually, I am experiencing butt feel. And you know butt feel is a term that drivers love to use. And it is next to impossible to communicate that through a simulator. Most people believe you truly cannot. And with the way that we've tuned the motion platform, we have found a way to do that in a way that someone like Dion driving it can say, wow, I can feel in the seat of my pants what this car is doing. And so that simulator comes in at 86,500. We know it's a flagship model. For us, it trickles down, the DNA from that simulator trickles down to our S300 simulator. It's a fully loaded static simulator with triple 55 inch screens for a panoramic field of view. It has an H pattern shifter, high end pedals, high end Simu Cube wheelbase. We've recently gone Simu Cube only, a boutique manufacturer of ultra high end wheelbases. You'll see Fanatec wheelbases in the video. We've made some quick and tough decisions over the past few months on who our suppliers are. And that means we've gone with Simu Cube. And another thing that is very important that allows us to communicate the feel of the road on our static simulators is what we call our haptic feedback system. It's dual vibration in both the seat and the pedals. And what we can do is take the often numb experience of a static simulator where you really can't feel too much and communicate things like oversteer, understeer, ABS, curbing, right. and road noise to take a static experience and make it much more visceral. So that's our middle slotted. It's 43,500 for our fully loaded static model. And then our entry level model now comes in at 20,500. Again, a Simu Cube wheelbase. We use high-end hardware and it's completely turnkey. It includes that haptic feedback to make it a more visceral experience. And so that lineup running from about 21,000, 43,000, 86,000, all training level per Dion's feedback. And that's what we can bring to the table for drivers. It's about selecting which price point is right for you, and then we can help you move forward. So training level feedback, we're going to hear that a bunch here in the next half hour or so. Um, and that is what sets a simulator like what you have come up with, which is just kind of pretty remarkable, apart from what I have here in my office, my, my little wheel here behind me. And, and I, I don't I didn't just put this here for tonight. It's, it's here for all the podcasts uh, because this is legit where I do my sim racing right here at the same desk. I do the podcasting. So um, but that driver training tool, 
put that in the back of your mind, folks, because that's what we're going to talk about. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. All right, we're back on Inside the SCCA. Brian Polanski, Matt McGivern, my guest here from Spark Virtual Racing, talking about uh, this amazing simulator. Um, Matt, before we get into, I, I just want folks to, sh- to notice if, if they were seeing the video or when they were watching the video and you saw, um, you saw Dion in the video, it might not have shown, it might not have, you might not have seen the motion sim moving around a great deal. And that's really important because when I went to do a motion sim, like if you go to one of like the simulator, like, facilities where they've got the bar and the grill and a bunch of simulators and you go with your friends and and those are pretty impressive feeling simulators but the problem is they're so um exaggerated in their motion i actually get motion sick in those things and it's not what you feel in a race car and a lot of people that go to those have never been in a race car so they don't know what they should be feeling um and one of the things i noticed in your sim is that it feels like i'm actually in a race car that's huge for us it means the world to us and to your point about dion in the video the motion simulator needs to communicate information not be an amusement ride and what we do see oftentimes in the feedback we hear is that motion is unnecessary and part of our reason for our flagship simulator being a motion simulator is if you look at the highest end simulators in the entire world and we're talking multi-million dollar simulators They are all full motion, six degree of freedom simulators. Our simulator is a full motion, six degree of freedom simulator. Obviously, the amount that it can move you is different than if it were in a giant room versus being in your house. Right. But our motion profile and the way we tune it based on drivers like Dion and other top drivers sitting down down in it is to communicate what the driver needs to know rather than to be that amusement ride that most motion simulators, unfortunately, are. Right. So your simulator, without all of the time and effort of tuning that you've put into it, could throw me around like one of those other ones, right? <laughs> I mean, I'm sure it's it can, right? It's certainly good. Right. You know, and and I mean, it, I've been in, in situations where it was so... I want to say the words violent, but just over-exaggerated to like make you realize you're in a, an emotion sim. And and I would get out of them first feeling nauseous and second saying to myself, that's not like any race car I've ever been in. Um, and 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 that is one of the biggest differences I noticed in the time I got to spend in your sim. And you got similar feedback from Dion, right? We did. It was very important that that feedback to him, because we can also take his level of feedback and make adjustments to what we do. But we've made so many iterations on the motion and we've got our motion envelope to a point where it's so high fidelity. It communicates so well with the driver that drivers can sit down and feel the simulator and drive from the first lap which can't be said for most simulator experiences, and I've had them myself, where you demo a simulator for a couple minutes, and at the end of that couple minutes, you have no idea what you felt. 
and it just didn't feel dialed right. in, we do our best to ensure that that dialed in feeling starts right from the moment you take off. Right. Now, Dion, in that particular video, was driving a Porsche GT3R, uh, GT3 Cup car, which is essentially what he drove professionally in IMSA. Uh, Dion was, I believe, a Porsche factory driver. Um, so the feedback he was giving you, and, and what was really kind of interesting was he came in the night before we shot the video and, 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 and spent time in the sim, and you, uh, not you, uh, I, I got to give <laughs> Joe the credit. Joe... The, the the aeronautical motion crazy engineer that he is took that feedback and immediately put it back into the sim so that when we came to shoot the video the sim was already more tuned for that Porsche car Porsche Cup car than it was the night before right Exactly. And that, that session the day before was when we took the opportunity to figure out if there was even going to be a video because we needed to make sure that Dion was willing to film with us. It was not a foregone conclusion and right. him flying up. And then we had you remote in the next day to direct. We had your friend Alex as the videographer. It was quite the production the following day. But the day before that with Dion driving, we started him in a spec Miata. That's yep. our bread and butter. And we have a very well-tuned spec Miata to the point where we brought it to runoffs. And I won't name names in this situation, but some of the top drivers on the spec Miata grid sat down and drove that motion simulator with the spec Miata the way we have it tuned. And they got out and they basically said, okay, that feels just like my car. That's and cool. that's not often that you get that from a simulator experience. Dion's feedback on the spec Miata was helpful, but then we had the idea to jump him to something that was more akin to what he drove in his racing career. And as soon as he sat down and we loaded up the GT3, it was just like, it was amazing to watch. It was so much fun yeah. to be there. And he was able to communicate some unbelievable nuances about what the car should be doing at each point in time, about the way the steering should feel at each point in time. And to your point, my business partner, Joe, our chief technology officer and, and my co-founder for Spark, he sat there and just made minute adjustments over the course of some time to get it dialed in. Dion talks in the full length video about that extra five or 10% to the point where he was driving it and he said, okay, that's how it's supposed to feel in that situation when right. the tires are at this temperature. That's the level of fidelity we push for at Spark. So now all of that input that came out of that session and went into that particular car. Now that's just Dion's super stealthy input, right? You, you, no one else gets gets the benefit of that, right? It depends on the client. So uh, uh, we, we don't we don't keep secrets, and we 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 share throughout our client base because we have a lot of Porsche drivers, and so they don't necessarily all have a GT3R. Some of them drive Turbo S's, some of them drive GT3 RS's. But we can take that type of input, and when we link up with our clients over remote support which is a major factor and value add for us as a company, the ability for us to remote in, make adjustments, and help our clients continue to get faster, whether it's the setup of the car, whether it's the feel of the steering wheel, the firmness of the pedals and the brake pedal, when the ABS kicks in, all of that is continually adjustable and it's part of the relationship that we develop with our clients. So to your point, yes, we took some of Dion's input and we distributed it to some of our other Porsche sports car driving clients. Right, so their baseline is better because of the collective input of all the sessions that you do with all of your clients, right? It is. So every time you get a new client who's working on a specific car and what you learn from that client with that car, that data is helpful to the next person or the other people maybe in the, the that are already clients 
and they can get an update with that new info so that their car gets closer and closer and closer, their SIM car gets closer and closer and closer to the car that they're going to roll out of the, the, the trailer at the racetrack on, Saturday, on, on Friday morning, right? It is. And a, a primary question we get as part of our relationship building process pre-purchase with the client is what cars and tracks can I get? And obviously, you, you mentioned you race iRacing. We specialize in both iRacing and R-Factor 2. And so we ask our clients for a list of tracks, a list of cars that they're interested in, and then we tell them, we will get you the nearest model to what is available for your car. Right. Rather than just throw a skin on any car and call it yours, that's not that's not the modeling and the fidelity that we push for. So in our factor two in particular, we've worked extensively on the GT3 RS that's available. And like I mentioned, we do have a few Turbo S clients that take their Turbo S out on the track. It's not a dedicated track car, but it's certainly a fast and fun sure. car. And for those clients, because a Turbo S is not available, we give them the GT3 RS that has so much feedback from our different clients on the tuning side. And it really does create that level of training that's important to our clients. So before we got Dion to come to Connecticut to your facility, he was under the 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 value for him of a simulator was teaching a driver which way the track goes. We he called it a track familiar. I can't I can't a track familiarization tool. I speak for a living. I should be able to say that word. Um, and and in the course of what happened on on the night before the shoot and the day of the shoot, the the the, the terminology went from track familiar fami- from that track tool, that track learning tool, to driver training tool, to something that he felt he could use to to make himself a better race car driver. And and one of the things and, and the other thing I want to tell folks is we're going to put a link in the show notes here to the long video, which was 25 minutes. It's a spectacular 25 minute video, by the way. Um, and um, um, and in that video, you're going to see a whole lot of different angles of the motion sim and, and, and the static sim. And and it gives you a really good idea of all the different moving parts and bits and pieces. So we didn't get to see a lot of that in the four minute video we just showed. Go watch that video. You'll see a lot more. Um, but you could hear Dion talk about in that video how um, he could use this to to be a better race car driver. And what was interesting about it was, and and you know when you when you you know the concept of ten thousand hours, certainly. So so the concept of ten thousand hours is to become an expert in anything. You have to spend ten thousand hours in doing it. Um, driving a race car ten thousand hours on a racetrack is exceedingly expensive. <laughs> I mean, it, it, we all know this. We're, we're, you know, it's inside the SCCA. We're race car drivers, and and we know what it costs to put any car on the racetrack. Even if you're putting the the most cost efficient race car on the racetrack, to do that for ten thousand hours, um, I, I don't know that that's even possible to do it. Um, so when when you need the the reps to do something over and over and over to get the muscle memory to learn what the car does, um. It's 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 really impossible to do that on a racetrack, and this is the first tool Dion says that he has been in, right? That he felt could could simulate that experience so that you can get those ten thousand hours in in the in in the luxury of your garage or your home or wherever you set the thing up, right? It is, and that's an important distinction to make for us. 
it boils down to we've, we've adjusted the terminology a bit part of it for pronunciation purposes <laughs> we have what we call track memorization tools which is what we feel a lot of the market is and what a lot of people have experienced where they can't feel the car they can't push the car but to Dion's point you can learn where the track goes but aside from that Dion's point is that you're likely to develop bad habits habits if you're not in a training level simulator and so we have track memorization tools and we have driver training tools and that's the term that Dion goes with almost right from the beginning of the video they call all these things simulators not all simulators are created equal I would venture to call this a driver training tool and from Dion's background we talk about this in the full-length video when he and I sit down for a bit of an interview Dion has gotten to experience the multi-million dollar professional facility factory right. simulators and that's not practical for most people even renting those is often eight or ten or twelve thousand dollars a day so the average person isn't going to get their value other than the wow factor and adding it to their bucket list and for Dion's experience and this is the, the way he was pitching it around blaze he would help clients utilize simulators for mental training and for track layouts but he was explicitly saying aside from that he worries about people developing bad habits based on what the simulator is communicating and that was essentially our hypothesis in bringing him up here was can someone like Dion who is anti-sim at least anti-home sim for what it could do to your driving habits is he willing to say okay I will endorse this because I believe you can improve your skills based on the fidelity of the tuning here and what is being communicated to you and luckily for us obviously you know from experience because you were there filming uh, over Zoom that day uh, did go well for us but yes that is the distinction a track memorization tool is what we feel most simulators are we have put so much time energy and R&D to take the market and move it toward driver training tools to truly improve your skills from home okay so I wish you would have saved me an hour ago by telling me it was now a track memorization tool because uh, that would have saved me from trying to get that other word out a half a dozen times, but that's okay. Listen, Matt, let's take a break. Uh, when we come back, we'll talk more about the, the the session with Dion and what he learned and 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 and, and what has. Uh, I, is it an announcement? Is it a? a, a we're going to talk more about what you two are doing together. We're going to do that next. Stay with us. This is inside the SCCA. Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, ArmorAll, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on ArmorAll products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at ArmorAll.com. ArmorAll, less work, more clean. Terms apply. When, when we started sitting down with Dion, even after being in the sim on on the night before, I still didn't think he was 100% convinced. And as the day went on, he was just more and more excited about what he was doing. He was. And it was a long day. Dion is unbelievable on camera. And as I mentioned earlier, talking like he was doing while putting down fast laps, it's not for everyone. It's for very few people. But yes, we started off filming in the S600. We did probably a couple hours. We had so much content from that day that even getting it down to the video length that it is now felt like we were cutting out sound bites that were unbelievably valuable and we felt bad about. Then Dion moved over to the S100. He gave us his feedback there. And so while it was a long day, it was an incredibly productive day. And the end result was 
we got it dialed in. We weren't doing any dialing in that day, but dialing it from the day in before and allowing Dion to put down some laps. By the end of that day, like you said, he had changed his tune. I believe the title of the video is Spark Changes Pro Racer Dion Von Mulkey's Mind About Simulators. And that, that title came from Dion, by the way. That wasn't us planting seeds. Okay. We confirmed with him that he was cool with that. And that's pretty much what happened over the course of the day. It was a fantastic day here. So what else What else do we need to know? I mean, there, there's obviously a financial commitment to do this. Um, it's, it's not an inexpensive process. And if I'm, if I'm considering doing this, I, I, I don't want to just sp- write this check without ever getting a chance to spend a decent amount of time in a sim. So what's the solution for that? What, if, if I want to buy one of these, but I'm on the edge, what, what do we do? We host drivers, prospective drivers and clients all the time at our facility in Connecticut. Uh, we're, we're just east of Hartford, not difficult to get to. And we often have drivers fly out just to test. So if the video doesn't convince people to go ahead and make the purchase, which oftentimes the video does build enough trust that people are ready to move forward, because we know that people out there are looking to buy a simulator. And once they hear an endorsement like Dion's, it puts them over the edge to reach out, to move forward with the purchase. Because at this point, it's well known that everybody wants a simulator. And unfortunately, based on experiences at different demos and things, very few people have had good simulator experiences. And for us, like you mentioned, the financial commitment, we understand the DIY angle. The DIY built this market. We have the utmost respect for people that build their own simulator. And what we've done is taken that essence of DIY, put in our own expertise and value, and built it into something that Dion wasn't a believer that you could build a DIY sim that was training quality. Because once we talk more about it, and he talks about this in the full-length video, it's the tuning that differentiates it. And the manufacturers of the hardware, the pedals, the steering wheels, they love to say that it's plug-and-play. But what we found is if you just take everything and plug it in, all you've done is built yourself a track memorization tool. You have not basically validated it as a training tool until you dive into the tuning. And for most people whose time is incredibly valuable, especially if you have the ability to go racing, your time is valuable. And so working through the headaches of doing the research, buying the parts, building your own simulator, then just to end up with a track memorization tool is a disappointing prospect. And so we are there for the people that want to save the time and the headaches on that and certify per Dion that they are getting something that can help them improve their skills from home. All right. So um, um, let, let's take this love fest to the next level. And <laughs> y- you and, and Spark Virtual Racing and Dion Von Mulkey and his company, Blaze, Blaze Coaching, um, have done more than just a video since we did that back in whenever it was August, I think um, the relationship between your two organizations has grown and I'm excited about it. Um, Cause I feel like I was, I was there at the inception. Um, um, <laughs> tell me what you guys are doing. Certainly. So first off, where did these seven months go that that was August? I, I am confused. Uh, yeah, that was a long time ago. I can't believe it. Since then, We have been building our relationship with Dion. We've been working some things out. We feel that pairing world-class simulators with world-class one-on-one coaching is just a perfect match. So we have very recently, Dion just announced it in the Blaze newsletter this week. 
Spark has become the official simulator partner of Blaze, and Blaze is the official coaching partner of Spark. And that means that every simulator we sell comes with a year subscription to Blaze Coaching, all of their content, a certain number of coaching videos, depending on which type of video or race analysis you want back from Dion and his unbelievable lineup of coaches. And we've already had some of our clients pre-partnership. So before we've gotten this rolling, they've signed on with Blaze and they absolutely love the ability to upload videos from their simulator, the footage, and get videos back from Dion or one of his coaches. Particularly if you live up north, we have a Michigan-based client who works with Dion directly. There's only so many months in the year when you live in Michigan that you can be on the real world track. And so our clients have started to fall in love with training from home, uploading their videos, and improving their skills. And now every client going forward will have that. Blaze is promoting us as their official simulator partner, and they are our official coaching partner. Um, and and for those who might not know a lot about what Blaze does, um, we were we will take and um, I'll put in the show notes here as well uh, links to the podcast I did with Dion. Um, which digs right into all the different things and how his coaches help people. And uh, he put together a deal where, where he was able to help coach people uh, leading up to the runoffs and through the runoffs. And, um, and that was really pretty awesome. So, um, um, so that'll all be there for folks to see. So you can see the link between the two and why there's so much symmetry uh, between you and, and Dion and, and what you're all trying to do. So speaking of the runoffs, there was a guy. There's a guy at the runoffs and uh, not your typical racer um, um, because, well, you know, it's funny. I say that, um, but over the years, there have been several NFL players and pro sports players who've crossed over into motorsports. Uh, Walter Payton did it. Um, um, the, 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 the Mayer brothers, uh, world, world-class gold, gold medal winning um, um, downhill skiers came, came over. Um, Robin Yount, uh, uh, all-star Hall of Famer from the Milwaukee Brewers, drive to Sports 2000 back in the day. So there is a lot of, of, of opportunities where pro sports people have, have, in their retirement, come over and gone racing with us. Um, but there's a guy who was at the runoffs this year, and uh, he spent a lot of time in your Sims. Tell us this story. Certainly. And... Uh, you know this. I, I texted him yesterday to confirm that we could tell this story, use his name. Fantastic guy. So this is Jared Odrick, former NFL player, who was at runoffs. He was driving a GT3 cup car. And with all the classes within SCCA, I apologize. I don't know which class that fell into. I think Maybe it was, it was in GT2. GT2. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay, GT2. And we had seen Jared at a couple other events because he's based in the Northeast, went to Penn State. I'm a huge fan. I have family that went to Penn State. So that was just fun to get to pal around with him. And what were we there for four or five days? Mm -hmm. And every morning by the time we opened up the simulators just to get rolling, he was there ready to put down laps and warm up for his race. And we almost carved off like private sessions for him if other people came up just because he was there to train, to get his reps in, to get his laps in before his race. We had a great time talking to him. We even grabbed one of our friends, Chris Noon's MX5 Cup from the past two seasons he was there on behalf of Mazda Motorsports. Right. He hopped over, did a little bit of coaching for Jared over his shoulder. We had a lot of fun over the course of the few days, and Jared logged, I don't know, three, four hours in the sim over the course of the time there, and it was just a blast. 
Yeah, and and I I remember talking to him briefly um, between sessions. I know there was a lot of other people who wanted to ride just drive your sims too. Uh, yeah. So he he was he did jump out when there are other people there, and uh, and he had mentioned that he felt that when he because he improved every session, um, which which most drivers would do. Uh, but I, he he suggested he that he improved more each session because of the time he was spending in your sim. Certainly, and when we think about professional athletes, any other sport, you're training every day, multiple sessions per day in the off season, year round. Like NBA players don't just hang out; they practice, they work on their games, they shoot around. Racing, and Dion mentions this in the video. He talks about it at length, the the full length video. Reps are the most challenging thing for race car drivers, whether you're getting five days a year or 20 days a year. For the most part, you just show up and race. And so if you don't have a training level simulator at home, you're not staying sharp. You might have a track memorization tool because you're going to a track you haven't been to in a while or that you've never been to before. And you learn where the track goes, which is nice, but you're not learning your true breaking points, your turn-ins, your track outs, how you want to shift the weight throughout the lap. And showing up there at VIR, unbelievably technical track, so many turns there, and just figuring it out as you go, you're at a distinct disadvantage. Whereas if you are training from home ahead of time, you can show up and be working on the setup of your car, not only in the simulator, but have your setup ready to go by the time you get to the track. And then rather than dialing it in and shaving off seconds throughout practice and qualifying, you can get to the point where you're dialed in and just shaving off tenths because you have it ready to go. Well, and that was one of the things that we talked about with Dion is that, you know, it's such an important tool if you have it um, because you've got in some cases you've got almost no practice time before you have to qualify you know and and this is the perfect situation where you know you can get all of those jitters out the week before if you can if you if you have your your car and the track is in the sim um you know obviously not all the tracks are available out there and and we we do have some uh some tracks in the club that we race on in, that aren't in i racing um but a lot of them are and and you can always find the track that's kind of similar to the one you're going to race on if yours isn't there or whatever you're going to race on next. Um, but it just takes, you know, it almost gives you an extra practice session before a race weekend. It does. And it's as many practice sessions as you want. We have clients that are on every day. And it's really fun because they improve faster when they get more quality reps in. Right. And that's what the point that Dion makes in the video is it's not just about reps, but it's about quality reps. And there's a certain section where he talks about getting the ability to experiment because most of the time you're showing up at a track weekend and you know you have limited practice, you know qualifying is key, and then you're in the race. You don't have the ability to experiment with different lines, right. with different breaking points, with anything. You're looking at your telemetry data and, and deciding on what you think is best. But there, if I'm remembering correctly, Dion says, this is the right environment to experiment to figure out what works best for you at each track because every driver has their own tendencies. Obviously there is that mythical perfect line, perfect lap, but everybody drives slightly differently and being able to work that muscle memory on something that, you know, translates to the track and trying new lines, messing with your racecraft, all of those things are important and you just don't get enough time to do it when you're just showing up at a race weekend and then trying to get up to speed. And if you think about it, um, it is a it is extremely cost effective. I know people. It are, is. When, when they're looking at me at home. They're looking and and they're going, huh? How is it cost effective? It costs eighty eight thousand dollars. Have you ever yes. pulled up a race car, Matt? 
I personally have not. Yeah, well, I, I, I have. don't want to. I have. <laughs> um, um, and and it, I didn't get $88,000 worth of damage, thankfully. Um, but it ain't hard to get there. It is not sure. hard to put a world of hurt on your pocketbook by balling up a race car at a racetrack. Um, and if you can do that testing, that, 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 you know, let's try this wild line. And if you make a mistake in your sim, it's gonna, it's gonna, it's gonna hurt your ego, <laughs> but it ain't gonna hurt your pocketbook. Um, and it, you know, it, it really is the best place to go and do that testing in your brain, testing in your muscle memory, testing with some setups, maybe, um, because you, you can't, you can't, other than the initial investment of buying your SIM, which obviously is a big deal. Um, but, um, um, you know, I, I watched, um, I watched the IndyCar race at uh, St. Pete. Oh, crazy, right? Okay. Do you know how much money? <laughs> Do you have any idea how much money? I got a friend of mine who works with IndyCar and he did a little tally in his head. And, uh, you know, they balled up well over $2 million worth of race cars. Okay. Wow. Wait, just think about how much you wouldn't have balled up if you were driving it in a race sim. Um, now, that's <laughs> obviously an extreme. because We're talking about the highest level of pro racing. But, you know, club racers, most of us, don't have an unlimited checkbook, you know, to, to be able to buy new race cars. So, so you know, I don't mind it when I crash on, on this thing back here. I love it, actually. Um, but if it keeps you from crashing on the racetrack, that's a big deal. It is. And that's where it's important that the the skills and the fidelity is there to translate to the track because you don't want to be doing something crazy and thinking you can pull it off in the real world because you did it in your sim, but your sim isn't dialed in enough to translate well. And that's really when Dion talks about developing bad habits in the sim. He worries about those types of things, that the things you can get away with don't translate properly. There's something in the sim that we just refer to as the time warp. And it's about when you get dialed into a really good session on the simulator, 30, 40, 55 minutes, sometimes it's a couple hours go by. You're not even paying attention because all you're doing is watching your lap times go down. You're developing your muscle memory. And we get people reach out now that we have this distinction between a track memorization tool and a proper driver training tool. And they know they want a driver training tool because they want to learn to drive near the limit, but they're not willing to risk their one race car. Most people don't have a fleet of race cars to the point you just made. And you don't want to get near the limit because if you ball up your car, your racing career for the year or possibly for multiple years is gone. And so when you say the cost effective side of things and people's jaws hit the floor because we're at 20 grand, 44 grand, 86 grand, when we do talk to someone who says, well, I spend this much per weekend, I race this many weekends per year, the simulator's going to last me this many years, this just financially makes sense because I'm getting legitimate training to complement what I'm doing at the track and to allow me to maximize my time there versus getting up to speed and not really being able to get near the limit of the car. Right. So when you do look at it that way, it does make sense. I know not everyone's willing to make that leap, but it is there. Right. So if I buy one of your Sims... And and put in the order and, and give you the check or however it's paid for. Uh, what happens next? At that point, every simulator we have is made to order. So our lead time based on our ability to get parts is usually eight to 10 weeks. 
the way that we price is the price of the sim plus sales tax plus a destination fee. We do not ship you a simulator, tell you to hire some buddies and move it into your house and complete the configuration. This is an unbelievably complex piece of equipment that we present in the simplest way that we possibly can. All the simulators in our lineup run off single button startup so that you can just use it. You don't need to be an engineer in order to operate your simulator. Right. It should be something that you take pride going down there, hitting the button and getting it rolling. And our destination fee includes shipping, white glove installation, and hardware adjustments on the other end to make sure that it fits with your longer or shorter arms, your legs, making sure the brake pedal has the firmness you want and is in the position you want, making sure that the hardware fitting is dialed in the way you want it. Sometimes the car, the, the track car, the GT3 RS is sitting right next to the simulator because we're in, in, in the garage. We take out a tape measure, we can take the measurements, we can take the actual tilt angle of the steering wheel, and we can bake that in during your hardware fitting so that when you do sit down in the sim, even though you don't have the full cockpit around you because in the sim it's not necessary, if you opt for the triple screens, it's fully panoramic. And we do encourage people, although it is significantly higher dollars, to opt up for the S300 and the triple 55-inch screens. We get the question, oh, why would I need triple screens? I'm not looking at them. Well, you know as a driver, and they recognize as soon as I say this, sometimes you are looking out your window because that's where the apex is, and you need to be able to look there. Right. But also one of the challenges in a simulator is understanding speed because you don't have sustained G-forces, and the ability to process what's going on next to you is, right. in that case, how we process speed. So you can't look in your peripheral vision just based on the fact that you can't technically look in it, but you are always processing your peripheral vision. And that's the best way to understand how quickly you're speeding up and how quickly you're slowing down. Right, right. All right. So if I want to test drive, how do I do this? We encourage you to come on out to Connecticut. We have the same models that Dion tested in the video. They are ready to put down some laps. We often ask which cars ahead of time and which tracks drivers are interested in. We guide people toward the tracks that they are most familiar with. We've run into trouble in the past when people pick their bucket list track and then you realize that you don't actually know as well as you think where the track goes from right. watching the F1 race or the IndyCar race. So generally we set people up with a car that is drivable for them and within their skill set, I'll say we're not going to throw you in an F1 car. Spec Miata is a better place to start on a track that you're very familiar with to get the feel. And for us, we've learned from going to plenty of events that it's not a five-minute demo that's going to convince you to buy a simulator. We are very selective about the events we go to at this point because it's private sessions, hour-long sessions that allow you to get into that time warp and drive for 20, 30, 40 minutes and start to understand the value of putting down that many laps one after another to get that rhythm, to get that muscle memory, and then to decide to move forward with one for your home. So while you take the time to set up basically your car, whatever it is, is closest to what you drive on the racetrack, um, because your sim is connected in with iRacing and R-Factor, you can still go do an F1 car on one of your bucket list tracks. All those, all those options are still there, but obviously all of the cars are not purposely set up for you when you get your sim. So, but you can still go have fun and still run, you know, the McLaren at Monaco, right? You certainly can. It's an unbelievably tight track. TV doesn't do it any justice. But to your point, 
getting a high level simulator is an opportunity to immediately have a fleet of race cars because we know most people have one, maybe two cars and they get really good at driving that car. But if you think about Dion's career and the career of other top professional drivers, they drive multiple classes of car throughout their career. And each class has some different tendencies that allow you to develop a really broad skill set. So if you finally have the money to go racing and you take your Cayman S out there, you're learning to become a really good Cayman S driver, but you can also benefit from a Spec Miata. You can benefit from a low downforce open wheeler, a high downforce open wheeler, cars that are faster and slower than yours to develop that broader skill set that most of us never get the chance to develop because we don't have the prolific career and drive at the Rolex 24 like Dion did. You can immediately have a fleet of different types of car at your disposal in the sim. All right, so we're, we're, we're burning on 54 minutes here, Matt. <laughs> I can't imagine there's anything we haven't covered yet, but I always like to ask the question, is there anything we haven't covered yet we should talk about? Off the top of my head, I just appreciate the time. It's always great to catch up. Obviously, it's been too long, and it's been seven months since we filmed the video. Again, where did that time go? But I just appreciate you spending the time with me today, getting to talk about the video, about our new partnership with Blaze, and about our philosophy on simulators. It really is about moving the industry forward so that everything is a training tool. And I know not everyone likes to hear that because the DIY market built this industry, but just as a testament to Dion and him finally endorsing a simulator, we've when he made that announcement this week, we immediately got Blaze clients reaching out saying, We've been looking for a simulator for a while, and we know that Dion is anti-SIM until he made this announcement. That endorsement sealed the deal for us, and that's our focus. It's about bringing that training level to your home. All right, so you're going to be traveling for the next 18 months, putting in new simulators and uh, keeping yourself busy there. Um, if people want to, to get in touch, how do they do it? Our website is drivesvr.com. My email is matt at drivesvr.com. Please feel free to put that in the notes. Please feel free to reach out directly to me. I love talking to people about racing, about what their goals are for training from home, what tracks they drive at. If we're traveling for installs for the next 18 months, I can't wait. <laughs> we actually love install day with our clients. It's a blast. It's always fun. Last question before we go. You come and do the install. You set up a car for me. I never see you again, right? <laughs> well, we often catch up with clients at events in person, and that's always fun. But as I mentioned, a huge value add for Spark is our ongoing remote support. It is basically concierge level. We have clients reach out with some sort of issue. And when you're taking such complex pieces of hardware and making them work together seamlessly, there are issues that pop up. I'm not going to sit here and say everything works perfectly all the time, but it shouldn't be you that's surfing the forums to try to get a specific thing fixed. And if you build your own, that's going to be the case. If you work with a company like ours, we can remote in, we can get it fixed, we can get you back on track quickly. And that's something that our clients have come to value from us. Matt, thank you. Brian, thank you. This it's has been, been a blast. Fun. All right, my guest was Mac, is Matt McGivern, Spark Virtual Racing. Um, if you uh, uh, like what you're hearing and want to hear more of this, make sure you subscribe to the Racing Wire Podcast Network and the Racing Network on, on YouTube. Also, be great if you leave some comments, especially good ones. If it's not a good one, put it on someone else's social media page. Uh, you can follow us on social media to find out who our next guest is. And uh, that is at RacingWireNet on Twitter. 
There is a brand new Inside the SCCA every week. We're now live on Wednesdays, and then the uh, the podcast drops on Fridays like it always has. I'm Brian Bolanski. Have yourself a great weekend, and go play with cars. Inside the SCCA is a presentation of the Racing Wire Podcast Network and Rural 15 Productions. This podcast is not affiliated with, endorsed, or sponsored by the Sports Car Club of America. The views expressed within are those of the host and our guests and not that of the SCCA.